Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Gen Wi-Fi, the podcast, where we tackle the really hard questions like, what's the Wi-Fi password and what did people do before Google Maps? Hi, I'm Lauren, co-founder of Gen Wi-Fi and one of the main writers. And now, strangely, a podcast host. And I'm Meg. And I totally forgot what else I was going to say. So that's it. Just Just Meg. Meg. I'm just Meg. You don't do anything else here. I'm just Meg. Just Meg. Just Meg. I am also a writer on the Gen Wi-Fi website, and I don't know what would you what would you call me? I'm the muscle behind the website. Yeah, I kind of push things that. along, whip things yeah. into shape. Um. I am also the editor for this crazy adventure called the podcast. Head cat herder. Head that cat is herder. now my title. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody! Everyone go listen to Flogging Molly and a little bit of Ed Sheeran. He's Irish, right? He has a new album out and it has a great song on it yeah, called Galway Na- Girl. And Nancy Mulligan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love that man. Ed Sheeran, marry me. Mm. You're the only tattooed man my mom will let me marry. She's told me over and over again. Really? That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom is super, super conservative. So, but Ed Sheeran has her heart. Him and Lin-Manuel Miranda, she got a Twitter <laughs> just to stalk him. Oh, and she tweets at him, which is kind of terrifying when you think of your mother tweeting. tweeting Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, he, the Lin-Manuel Miranda. I mean, he hasn't responded, but she has faith. Today, we are going to be talking a little bit about pretty much your worst bad luck. What's your worst bad luck, bad luck day look like? A day in the life of a bad luck magnet. As today is St. Patrick's Day, we're going to be talking a little bit about what bad luck looks like across the generations. Absolutely. So let's take you back. The year is 1997. Your power went out last night, so your alarm clock never went off. As you scramble out of bed, you end up slipping on this week's set of of magazine subscriptions. Leo DiCaprio's youthful face, framed by a Nick Carter haircut, smirks at you from one of the covers, as if he knows how much trouble you're going to be in. No time for a shower, so you hike up your pleated pants and aggressively tug on a shirt, making the shoulder pads all mashed up. You'll fix it in the car, you tell yourself. With a piece of toast in hand, you jump in your car and peel out of your driveway. Of course, your gas light turns on halfway to work. Since you're already late, you pull into the gas station. Choking on your toast, you read that gas has gone up 10 cents since the last time you filled up. That $1.23 per gallon is insane. You pull your wallet out and see how much cash you got on you. You'll have to break a 20. But of course, you could go use your credit card. Unfortunately, this pump hasn't been equipped with a pay-at-the-pump station yet. Fantastic. While stuck in commuter traffic, you scan the radio for a bit of music to lift your mood. How Do I Live Without You by Leanne Rimes drips through your speakers. Overplayed. You catch the tail end of Bittersweet Symphony as you scan. Bummer, that's a good one. Tell him, with Babs and Celine Dion, starts out, and you can't help but belt out the chorus. But not before you use your new power window button to make sure you're completely sealed in. 
You finally make it to work and sit at your desk. That grating dial-up tone starts as you settle into your space. Karen from accounting stops by with a reminder to update that e-memo you're supposed to send out that day. One of your colleagues next to you has their desk radio playing a news station as President Clinton addresses the masses. Your boss hasn't come around. You think you're in the clear. It seems the morning wasn't a complete waste. Robert from sales comes to your desk. Hey, did you see last night's Seinfeld? It's classic. You both chat about your favorite lines from the show for a moment. So, why aren't you in the, that development meeting? I thought you wanted to take over that project. Oh, no, no. The meeting is at 11. It's on your giant desk calendar. See? Uh, no. They electronic mailed everyone yesterday. All meetings got bumped up two hours because we have guests coming in at three. Robert insists. Panic. Sheer panic rips through you. You quickly thrust open your drawer and pull out your yellow legal notepad and a folder full of loose papers and dash to the conference room. An electronic mail? Since when does anyone check their inbox out of the office? You run into the conference room, hair a mess, papers slipping out, and your shoulder pads still frumpy, and try to walk in calmly while hiding your panting. When your boss makes eye contact, it's all you can do not to wish you had an internet-capable computer so you could have gotten that stupid email last night. Dude... Electronic mail. Is that really what it used to be called? Oh, yeah. That's when, and then they shortened it down to email. So many things. Then, back then, they didn't really know how to say a, a gigabyte. So people would, there was a lot of debate between gigabyte or gigabyte, you know, kind of like GIF and GIF, GIF. today. Except GIF is peanut butter, by the way. Yes. It's not. It's not a, the flashing picture. That Pay at the pump. You mean you have to go inside to what? a pay for your gas like what does that even mean this was also at a time where we have a dollar 23 for a gallon of gas what what would it be like to be, be able to right i've wasted so much money on on gas prices especially out here in the west where we drive everywhere and there is very little public transportation so that's 1997 which brings us Year is 2007. You forgot to charge your phone last night, which means you didn't have an alarm to wake you up this morning. And who uses that old analog alarm clock anymore anyway? You can't help but think that things would be much easier if your phone was smarter somehow, or if you didn't have to turn it off every couple of days. Apple's new iPhone claims to be smarter than other phones, but what does that even mean? But really, it doesn't even matter because you're late, and the new iPhone, whatever that is, doesn't come out until June and is only going to be available on AT&T. You happen to have Verizon, can you hear me now? And there's no chance of the iPhone coming anywhere near you for the next few years at least. You quickly throw on a pair of hip huggers and button up your tiny vest over a tight Von Dutch shirt. The hip huggers ride so low that your belly practically hangs over the buttons, and while your tiny vest makes your boobs look fantastic, the deep V only highlights the ridiculous number of Diet Cokes, with lime, that you've been downing. But, to be fair, you've heard that they might be discontinuing that Diet Coke, so you have to get it while you can. And besides, what you're wearing isn't as ridiculous as the frat boy who sits next to you in physical science. Two polo shirts with the collar popped? Really? 
You try to focus in class because college is really important, but your mind keeps going back to how much it costs to fill up your Toyota Camry, which was brand new in 1997, and how expensive your tuition is. Gas is $3.07 a gallon. Tuition is over 15 grand for your in-state public university. As a poor college student, how are you supposed to afford that and your weekly diet of ramen noodles? To distract yourself from your money woes, you surf the web for a bit. There's something called Facebook, which everyone claims is going to be the next MySpace, but you prefer stumble upon. I mean, you have a Facebook because all of your friends have one, but you don't really use it. And when you finally do get on Facebook to check it, your friend has posted a really unflattering picture of you in a fleece zip-up hoodie. And you'd text them and tell them to take it down, but you only have 15 texts left this month. And you really, really are hoping that one cute boy in your writing 100 class will text you. Everyone is talking about this new book, Twilight, and you make the mistake of starting it in the middle of class, and it engrosses you so fully that you don't hear when your teacher asks you a question. As punishment for not listening, your teacher asks if you'd rather be left alone with your sparkly vampire, and you're so embarrassed that you can't tell your teacher that you haven't gotten to the sparkly part yet, and how does your teacher know anyway? While in the bathroom after lunch, you realize you sat on some sort of sticky goo. Please be gum, please be gum, please be gum. And the only thing you have to change into is your bright pair of pink sweatpants that say juicy on the butt. In a way, it's a good thing because the huge buttons on the butt pockets of your hip huggers were really starting to hurt. You make it through the day with the hope that the Riding 100 boy will text you back about going to see the Born Ultimatum. Mmm, Matt Damon. But when he texts back and says he can't make it, you can't help but text him hopefully. Maybe some other time? TTYL? He uses your final text of the month to say, K. You curl up on the couch with a fuzzy pillow, a pair of Uggs, a bowl of popcorn, and feel terrible. You watch Just My Luck, you know, that movie with Lindsay Lohan, Love Her, and some random hot actor named Chris Pine just to remind yourself that at least your life isn't as tragic as that. Can you imagine our life in 2007? How Let's old were you in 2007? Uh, that's a good question. I was 14 turning 15. I think that's how old I was, too. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, it was yeah. my freshman year of high school. Mm, yes. Oh, high school, high school. And I can attest to the hip huggers. And the tiny vests. Do you remember those? Oh, gosh. The tiny little button-up vests. Yep. In fact, I think I just got rid of one of my tiny vests. Really weird. But this was the beginning of that YouTube age where all the parents were starting to be like, oh, beware of YouTube. Oh, but I remember we that. All, we all had our own YouTube accounts. And I, I believe one of my first videos I ever made was a slideshow of a whole bunch of different dresses from movies. Oh, and That's precious. <laughs> I put it to some sort of music. And this was even before they started taking down videos because of uh, music rights. I don't even think that video is still up. Pretty sure that video is blocked now. YouTube was this great sensation. Very much a social media community. Uh, now it's become a lot more commercialized and a lot more streamlined. Which, you know, is very helpful for us. Except when it streamlines the commercials. Oh. Have you ever been trying to listen to, like... A nice soft music oh, video, yeah. and then all of a sudden the ad comes on, and or a video longer than fifteen minutes, <gasps> and you're in the middle of it, and then boom, commercial. Mm -hmm.
Oh, yeah, in 2007, YouTube videos couldn't be over 10 minutes. That was the limit. <laughs> you had to get everything in that you were going to say, you were going to do, within 10 minutes. Dude, that's how I watched most of Smallville <laughs> on YouTube, part yep. one, part two. Yep. And it was so frustrating because our internet was so slow oh, that you could only load it like five minutes at a time. Oh, yeah. Right. And since the episode was broken up into like five different parts, yeah, you were just kind of screwed. I remember getting YouTube on my first iPod Touch, probably around 2007, 2008. I paid money to get... Uh, an app called Stenches. What is that? It is a. It sounds like a disease. <laughs> it is a World War One zombie apocalypse game. Where so it is a disease. And I loved it. It's kind of you know the 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 premise of Plants vs Zombies, um, except the zombies are Nazis and as they should be. Instead of plants, it's a bunch of World War Two soldiers. I, mean, I was also a little bit on the emo side at this time dude, in my life. Evanescence was my jam. Bring me to life. Call me when you're sober. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my naughty song that I would listen to when I was feeling really angry with the world mm -hmm. was Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I, I wore way too much eyeliner and oh, way too, too much stuff like, in my hair. I looked like a raccoon. Oh, yes. I didn't know that there was anything called leave-in conditioner. So... I looked like I had a huge cloud around my head. Could you imagine if we had to go to work in 1997 or 2007 now, as we are now? Well, just with your personality. In 1997? Oh, no. That would never fly, ever. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> there's with that. anything wrong with that. No, I think our humor is just a lot more casual now. In mm -hmm. some ways, it's good. In some ways, it's bad. Everything's a lot more PC now. Everything has become a lot more sanitized. Which means that in order to make comedy, you have to be, you have to be pretty clever and pretty witty now. Right. You which... have to be a lot more on the nose. Have you noticed that comedy has shifted from slapstick to more um, parroting the news or mm -hmm. making fun of specific leaders? Yeah. In fact, I was just talking about this the other night. Uh, I have been making my way through quite a few old 90s sitcoms and comparing them to some of my favorites of today, um, namely Frasier and Seinfeld and Friends, and comparing them to things like 30 Rock and Parks and Recreation. And I've noticed that a lot of the characters nowadays are a lot more um, character-driven, whereas back then they were a lot more caricatures of people. Uh, Frasier himself is just pretentious snobby stuck-up psychiatrist and plays with all of those stereotypes and is definitely a caricature of those stereotypes so if you understand how you know terribly off some of those stereotypes can be and then make a caricature of those you get this outlandish character named Fraser Crane uh, same thing goes with George Costanza Okay, all the people on Seinfeld are just terrible people. Oh, yeah. They're awful. Yes. But so are the people on Friends. This is true. They're just awful people, mm -hmm. and uh, we eat it up. Do shows from the 90s make you nervous? No. Uh, I've noticed I can't binge watch them as much, though. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I've, along with going with the character thing, they don't have a lot of heart to them. So if I do binge afterward, I, I have to kind of detox for a bit. Uh, one of my favorites of today's sitcoms, or I guess 
comedies would be Parks and Recreation, where you have all these characters who are terrible people in their own ways, but they also have these redeeming qualities and they can be they can be good. And I, I love watching the development uh, over the seven seasons of Parks and Rec, whereas with Seinfeld, you're going to have the same character at the end of season eight as you did at the beginning of season one. And I would argue that the characters from Parks and Rec aren't actually terrible people. They're just normal people. Absolutely. And so they're terrible in turn and awful, but also have a lot of heart and do a lot of good things. And I think that's why we connect with it a little more, because we feel like it's a better representation of us in our generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows from the 90s and the 80s, actually, Stranger Things is huge right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they make me really, really nervous. <laughs> like in Seinfeld, where they're always looking for each other, you know, whenever they go to places or they lose their car, you know, and they they can't find it in the parking lot. And it just drives me crazy. They can't I'm find like, each other at a movie yeah, theater because they I'm can't like, text oh them, gosh. here are your seats. Right? Or it's like... We need to get a hold of so-and-so. Well, call them. They're not picking up their phone at their apartment. We'll try their work phone. I can't remember the last time I answered my work phone. We got rid of our home phone back in probably, like, 2012. Because we all carry cell phones. Yeah. And the thought of being without my cell phone, uh, I kind of panic when I think about being without my phone. Mm -hmm. You feel unprepared without it. Uh, Which probably tells me that I should try going a little more often, you know, without my phone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But why? You know, everything is at my fingertips. Mm -hmm. You know, if I have to look up some sort of word, like what did you say earlier? Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. (laughs) Bless you. You know, if I wanted to look that up, if I were so inclined, which I am not. uh, Or if I got lost somewhere. Remember, so Em and I traveled to... uh, London back in 2013 we went over with our phones but we hadn't set them up for international calling or international data plans or anything like that because they were expensive and we were students and we got off the bus in central London and had no clue where we were and when we tried to pull up the map on our phones uh oh we didn't have any service so we couldn't find where we were we got a map Get this, we got a map, M laid it out on the sidewalk there, and we still could not find where we were. How pathetic is that? We cannot use a paper map. <laughs> I mean, eventually, we figured it out. Actually, I never really figured it out. I just followed M because she seemed to know where she was going. And whenever I made choices on navigating, we ended up lost. So, <laughs> there you go. What kinds of things would you say would be the worst luck when we were back in 2007? I remember accidentally. So I got my first phone in 2007. And it was one of those little slide phones. (laughs) I wasn't cool enough to have one of the sidekicks. Ooh, loved those sidekicks. sidekicks. And I wasn't allowed to text boys. And so I I know, right? So I would put them in my phone with girls' names so that I could text them. (laughs) And one time I was talking to one of my good friends about how I liked this guy. um, And he was in my phone as Darla. (laughs) Yeah, because anyone at that time would name their kid Darla. (laughs) And apologies to all the other Darlas in the world. There is hope for you yet. Um, I was trying to send it to my friend who happened to share the same letter. 
and accidentally ended up sending it to Darla, who was my crush, and it was basically the whiniest, most angstiest thing you have ever heard, like, oh my gosh, like, I love Darla so much, you know? Oh, this makes you cringe. Right, I love him so much, but he'll never look at me that way, and I just feel like, because we're such good friends, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I sent that at, I think it was like 9 o'clock, and then I had to turn in my phone. I had to give my phone to my parents at night. So they took their phone, and I didn't realize until the next morning when I got the phone back that I had texted Darla, the fake Darla, in my phone contacts, and not actual Darla, who was legitimately my friend. I was actually a girl. So that made for an interesting couple of days at school. Can you believe that I put him in my phone as a girl's name? Because my parents wouldn't let me text boys. And that's all it took to get around it. (laughs) And like, now what? Kids have smartphones and can look up porn in their spare time. And my parents were worried about me (laughs) texting boys. Speaking of now, let's talk about some bad luck from today. For this, we have our first guest reader. Woohoo! Crap, I left my phone in the other room last night. My smartwatch buzzed me, though, when my alarm went off. Half awake, I go hunting for my phone as closer by the chain smokers keeps looping. I find it tucked under my fedora on the bathroom counter. What's it doing in there? I yawn while I scan my finger. Suddenly, Siri starts talking to me. Good morning, Matt. Here are your latest notifications. Her loud volume startles me, and I drop my iPhone 6 in the toilet. Crap on a stick! I fish it out and hurry to the kitchen in nothing but my Batman boxers and socks. I toss the phone in a bowl, yank a bag of rice out of the cupboard, and completely drown the phone in rice grains. The whole time I mutter, please still work, please still work, please still work. Why couldn't I have gotten that Galaxy phone? Those are freaking waterproof, at least. In lieu of worrying in the kitchen, half-naked, I head back to my bathroom to get ready. At least my tablet still works. I pull up Spotify and start up Ed Sheeran's latest album to listen to while I shower. It helps me take my mind off of how small and downright scary my shower is. Barely enough room for a grown man to drop his soap in this shower, and I still have to pay an arm and a leg for this place. Not to mention my student loans that I still have to pay even though I had to stop for a year to save up for tuition again. Time to get out of the shower before more of these foreboding thoughts crop up. I put some leave-in conditioner in my hair and beard while I pull out my hair dryer and comb. My beard dries out nicely, and I finish it off with some good-smelling oil to help tame it. Then my hair. That massive mop decides today of all days to have a meltdown. First, it got so tangled up in my brush that I had to sit down and untangle with both hands. It refuses to dry in any normal amount of time. My smartwatch alerts me that there are subway closures that will affect my commute. Sure enough, the train I usually take to get to work has been closed. I groan. Fine, man bun it is. I throw up my hair in an elastic and march towards the door. Then I march back to my room. I'm still in a towel. Since I don't have a closet in this studio apartment, I had to make do with a rickety pop-up rack for my clothes. Not that they really make it onto the rack anyway. I rifle through the pile of clothes on the floor. Here are some clothes that don't smell too bad. I grab my earring off the kitchen counter. Time for pop-tarts in the toaster while I hunt for my shoes. Finally ready to go, I opt to take a bus to work instead of the usual subway train. On the side, a garish and faded Hamilton poster peels from the sun damage. I slip on my bone conduction headphones that leave my ears open so I can still be aware of my surroundings while I listen to my podcasts. Adam Carolla and Nightvale have new episodes available today. 
It seems everyone else had the same idea I did. Take the bus instead of the train. I end up squished between a drag queen and a college girl wearing a pink pussy hat. The sad part was how I kept sneaking glances at the girl's trigonometry textbook. All I wanted was to go back to college and finish my industrial design degree. But to do that, you need money. And to have money, you have to work. So, here I am, reading math problems over a shoulder on my way to my call center job downtown. Maybe sad to think about it like that. When more people flooded onto the bus at the next stop, I couldn't take it. I walked the rest of the way to work. And when I get there, I realize I left my phone sitting in a bowl of rice on the kitchen counter. FML. Thank you so much. That's my husband, by the way. Thanks, love. Well, I guess now is as good of a time as any to explain what the podcast is actually for and why it's named Gen Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So Gen Wi-Fi actually started out as a project called 20-somethings that was pitched to me by the co-founder B, and you'll probably be seeing her articles and hearing from her in some future episodes. Mm -hmm. So the idea was pitched as a way to bring millennials together by sharing their stories and experiences. We wanted to make a safe place for everyone to explain that growing up and becoming an adult was not a new thing and everybody goes through it. And even though at this time, millennials are very vocal about it, it's not that we're whiny. It's just that we have a lot more exposure and a lot more people are watching us right now. So we wanted to make a safe space for everyone to talk about what is changing in their lives and let everyone else rally and tell about their experiences. Yeah. As we started working on the project, we realized that the experiences that we were talking about uh, as 20-somethings weren't things that were happening in a vacuum. They were affected by the generations that had come before, and they were continuing to affect the generations that came after. And so this idea of a website and community revolving specifically around current 20-somethings, also known as millennials or Generation Y, uh, kind of morphed into this idea for expanding the vision, not only including just Generation Y or the millennials, but also our parents' generation and the generation that is quickly coming up after us. Mm -hmm. And we we also didn't want to outgrow the idea of 20-somethings because we're not going to be 20 forever. Absolutely, we are going to all have the same sorts of growing experiences and growing pains no matter what age. So we wanted to make a, a forum for the people to experience these things no matter their age, ethnicity, gender. So with this podcast, we are going to be sharing a lot of stories about the everyday life as well as the bigger moments that change our lives and the way that we deal with it, the way that we can help one another and hopefully, with lofty goal right here, help bring some tolerance and understanding between not just other people, but between the generations and kind of close that generation gap. Exactly. Because Generation Y is often regarded as one of the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lazy. Most selfish, lazy, and what is, what's that word when Infantile? you believe that you deserve things? Entitled. Entitled, yes. So people often describe millennials as the most selfish, entitled, and infantile of the generations that have come up so far. 
And being a millennial, I found this quite annoying, and the rest of my peer group, who also happened to be millennials, did as well. But as we started looking into the different generations and what it was that made us different from our parents' generation and from the upcoming generation, we realized that there were a lot of things that made us similar than there was that things that made us different. At, at its core base, a lot of the things that we deal with are similar. And so that's where the 20-somethings project morphed into this Gen Wi-Fi project, because uh, the details may be a little bit different, but at its essentials, the generations are very, very similar. And no matter what, currently the one thing that links all of the generations, including X, Y, and Z, is the Wi-Fi password. Because no matter where you go, everybody wants to be connecting. Mm -hmm. And as the generation that spans that continued technology leap, we thought, hey, why not? That sounds like a good podcast. Mm -hmm. And we really wanted to make sure that this was not, it's not a political, it's not an emotional, it's not an editorial website. This is just people talking, sharing stories and making each other laugh and cry and sharing those emotions that we want to feel with everyone. We want to feel included and we want to feel friendship and love and feel those, those core emotions that are so essential to good emotional health. There we go. Good emotional health. <laughs> yes, because if there is something millennials know about, it is excellent yeah. emotional health. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. No, but all things aside, and if those kinds of emotions aren't something that the podcast can stimulate, then hopefully in its stead there can be some discussion, some helpful conversation stimulated about maybe all of the misconceptions that we have about each generation. And the hope is that by sharing stories, by talking about things in this sort of an open forum format, ooh, say that three times fast, discussing these things in an open forum format will help foster uh, more tolerance, because if there's anything that the world needs right now, it's a little bit of tolerance. And we figured what better way to share the message of tolerance and understanding than through a podcast using the technology that our generation has helped to spark. So if you guys would like to be a part of the podcast, we would love to hear from you. We are open to hearing all kinds of stories. So you can find us on social media. We are at Gen Wi-Fi Official on Instagram and Twitter. And we are Gen Wi-Fi, just that on Facebook, right? Gen Wi-Fi Official. Gen Wi-Fi Official on Facebook as well. So Gen Wi-Fi Official on all social media platforms. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, go to our website, comment on the posts. Let us know what does your bad luck day look like? Uh, are you a part of Generation X? Do you recall typewriters and computer print labs with the Matrix dot printer? Let us know. Let us know what your bad day looks like. And who knows, we might feature you here on the podcast. So follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website. Check out our website. It's hilarious. Just kidding. Probably shouldn't say that. Check out our website. That's www.genwifi.com. W-I-F-I dot me. That'll be all for us. I okay. think we can go ahead and sign you, off, right? Like a, let us know if you have any questions, suggestions, advice. Keep that to yourself. No one wants it. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys all later. 
Keep your eyes out for our next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.